overflow and us serving and giving from overflow. So we finish our series today, Overflow, and I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be fun. I think you're going to learn some things today. I hope you do. And uh, let's just do a quick little recap about our series, Get in the Flow. These are five decisions that we believe is good for you to make in order to stay in the flow of God's grace. When we talk about the flow, we're talking about grace, right? Uh, John 10, 10, one of my favorite texts says that the thief comes to kill, right? Its purpose is to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus says, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And Jesus is not just talking about heaven. He's not talking about the life to come. He's talking about the life right now. He doesn't want us to just suffer and be in pain and just weep and worry until the rest of our lives, until until Jesus comes. No, he wants us to be in overflow now. Because when we're in overflow now, we can help others be connected with God. And so I love this. And so we talked about five decisions. Five decisions. We started with the first one is getting started. I remember that message, right? Sometimes you just got to get started, right? Have an idea. Have somebody you want to date. Just get started, right? Just say hi. Just start with that. Get a lineup. Do something. Get some cologne. Get started. Uh, Then we talked about getting, ooh, that's wrong. Yes, that is right. Getting baptized. I got it in the wrong order. I flipped it. But at the bottom was the second one. Getting baptized. Saying publicly, you know what? If he liked it and he put a ring on it. Remember that message? That I'm going to let everyone know publicly that I made a decision to follow Jesus. And through that decision of baptism, I am being sent out into the world as a change agent. And then we talked about getting invitational. Remember we talked about that? Or getting involved was the third one. Getting involved, seeing what can be done, being aware. Last week we talked about being invitational, the importance of inviting people not only in your life, getting the right people around you, but God getting you around the right people. And so what we're going to talk about today is maybe one of my favorite ones of the five, and that's getting generous. I want to talk about getting generous today. And I want to start uh, with a very, very familiar passage of scripture. You might even be able to recite it. Uh, have you heard of this passage of scripture in the Bible, John three sixteen? Most everybody has at least heard it or seen a reference to it. And here's what it says in the NLT. I want to start with this. Now, this is how God loved the world. He gave his only one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. For God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Now, just do some deductive reasoning here. That means we needed saving. And the Bible says that God sent his son, his only son, into the world to save us. That means we needed salvation. And what the text did not say is that we asked for it. We didn't ask to be saved. We needed it, and God responded. Here's what I want you to know, first of all, that God is a giver, and he's generous. How many of you would give your son or daughter's college fund to bail your neighbor's friend out of jail? Somebody said, no, I wouldn't even give the pastor $5 if he needed it to go to Starbucks. 
But God was generous. God said, I'm going to give the most invaluable gift in all of heaven to some people who need to be saved. I want you to understand, as I begin to talk about what generous is, being generous is, and I want you to, first of all, I want to bust some myths in your mind that you might be having, right? I am not talking about money. Somebody needs to say amen. I'm not talking about money today. You'll know when that sermon's coming. That's a good sermon. It's long, too. It's about 45 minutes. It involves a few people standing at the door, not letting you leave, things like that, getting your cash app name, all that kind of stuff. No, I'm church, like Rihanna said, church better have God's money. That's one thing. That's another sermon. But anyway, I would digress. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about being generous with your time, with who you are with your being, with your gifts, with what you bring to the table. A decision to stay in God's grace uh, is about getting generous. It's about receiving and letting God flow through you. So I want to break down this definition. It's a very simple definition of what generous is. So let's look at what Professor Webster has to say. I think it was the Apple Dictionary, but it doesn't matter. Generous is said like this in the dictionary. Showing a readiness to give more of something as money or time. That's a really good definition. Showing a readiness to give more of something such as money or time. So for all you English teachers, English majors... I had to look carefully at the part of speech. This is, this is deep. Because ge- be generous is not a verb. It's an adverb. Which means it describes something. Let me break it down this way. He's, he's shaking his head already. He got my point. So generous is not something that you do. It's something that you are. In other words, when you're generous, you don't turn it off. It's just who you are. Generous doesn't describe that you are generous in this moment and not so generous in this moment. It's actually who you are. Generosity is about who you really are. And I love the fact that God says when you become like me, when you get in my flow, you instantly become generous. It's, It's what we do in the family. Have you ever tried to be generous? And I love the definition here that it's It's about being ready to give more. Because that's another part of this. Have you ever wanted to be generous, but you weren't ready? Like, really, like Kevin Hart, he wasn't ready. I remember that happened to me. We were out with our friends one time, and I was feeling generous. I was feeling generous. Check came. I said, you know what? I got this check. Don't even trip. This is on me. Right? I got this one. Y'all enjoy. But I made the mistake. I didn't, I didn't open the check first. I should have looked at the check first and then said that. I didn't do that. So I opened it up, and my voice started cracking. Like, I, I just went backwards, like backwards puberty. I was like, uh. Like, is everything all right? Yeah, everything's fine. Are you sure? No, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm good. We good. Y'all, y'all ain't got to worry about this. And I was nervous. I was transferring money, you know, from my, my savings and checking. And I was like, oh, my God, this is going to break me. I'm not good. Next time, I ain't going to be this generous. See, part of being generous is being ready to give. You got to be ready. 
And I love what it says is you got to be ready to give more than what you already gave. Can I just say it like this? You, when you're generous, you're in the flow. And look, you're giving out of your overflow. I can give you more than what I've already decided to give because I've got more to give. But what I love about God is God gave everything. He literally poured it all out on the cross. It was like there's nothing less. I have nothing more to give you than my only son. I'm going to give you everything to people who were crucifying Jesus in that very moment and didn't even realize that he was dying for them. And so what does it mean for us? What does that look like for us? The Bible has some few things to say about being generous. I want to give you a few scriptures. I want to break something down to you a little bit. I love this uh, scripture in Proverbs chapter 11. I love it in the Message Bible. Let me read it for you this way. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Can we break that down? We'll just stay right there with it. See, the world of those who are generous, it gets big. Because you have not only something to give, but you have more to give, and you are not restricted by anyone or any moment. You are coming into the situation being ready to give, meaning being ready to give your attention, being ready to give your affection. There are certain moments that you will not enjoy if you're not ready and have something to give. Sometimes, men, when we come home, we have to be careful about what we gave during the day. Right? Like, we can't pour it out all out on a job or a supervisor that doesn't care anything about you and come home and expect to check out and just watch ESPN and see what LeBron's doing. No, we've got to come sometimes pull up in front of the house. I do this all the time. Pull up in front of the house. Nobody see me. Sometimes around the corner. And I just give myself three or four minutes to pray, to breathe, and I ask God, give me more than what I have right now so when I get home, I have something to give. Because what happens is when you are out, when you're dry, when you have no flow, your world gets small because you don't want to talk to nobody. You want to see nobody. Look how dramatic this is. You're just going to dip right into the dark. That was dramatic. Huh? Can I do that again? You don't want to help nobody. You want to stop just playing. Like for real, like ungenerous people, like they in the dark over here with the phone like this. This is that's, this what this is. I ain't got time for you. I got time for this. You ain't got time for you. The world of the generous gets bigger. Because, see, sometimes God opens doors for you. If you know where the flow comes from, then really it's more about God blessing the individual. See, God wants to bless people, and he blesses people through people. Right? Somebody who needs food, they don't pray, and then just a chicken sandwich just pops up on the desk. That don't happen. If that happens to you, I want you to call me, I want you to run, and we're going to come over to your house and pray for you. That should not happen in real life. Like, that was cool. No, that's, that's the devil. <laughs> no, I just went. Just went. Taste it first. Maybe an angel, I don't know. But, but when, you're, when, you're, when you're generous, it's like God says, I want to bless them, and I need to send you to bless them. So I'm going to give you more than what you need 
so you have more to bless them. Does that make sense? Like God wants to bless people and he's looking around like, who can I give this money to? Who can I give this business to? Who can be faithful? Who can I trust that when I give it to them, the time, the energy, the good looks, come on ladies, I'm going to bless this ugly man who is faithful with a beautiful wife. Come on somebody. (laughs) Y'all didn't catch that. All right, I'm going to keep going. See, this is what the Bible says in Deuteronomy. I love this because when the children of Israel, who were God's people, they were coming out of slavery and bondage. They were going to a whole different country. It's interesting because they were inheriting billions. They were coming from broke to billionaires, right? They were really about to make a a huge change in their life. And so the Bible says that God sits them down before they come in. And he tells, he breaks it down here in Deuteronomy chapter 8. I'm going to read it from the message version. God says to them, make sure that when you eat, and are satisfied, build pleasant homes and settle in it, right? When you're good, see your herds and flocks flourish and more and more money come in. Watch your standard of living going up, right? You're doing great. Make sure you don't become so full of yourself and your things that you forget God, your God, the God who delivered you from Egyptian slavery, Then he says, the God who led you through that huge, fearsome wilderness, those desolate, arid badlands, crawling with fiery snakes and scorpions, the God who gave you water gushing from the rock. He's getting ready to close because God is just flowing right now. The God who led you through that huge, oh, the next verse, sorry. Um, Remember this, a farmer, oh no, it's not in there, that's okay, that's my fault. The last part of that verse says, God says, don't forget me, the God who gives you the ability to gain wealth. God says, when you get it, when you make it, and when you move out the hood, and your credit score is on point, don't forget it's me who gives you the desire and the ability to gain wealth. I'm giving you more wealth so that you might be generous. These were slaves who now are going to be masters. And he's telling them, don't get it twisted. Make sure you remember how generous I was with you, how I protected you and guided you out of this mess. I love what this text says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I think this is one of the most practical texts that I love in the Bible about being generous. Bible says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. But one who plants, what's that word? Generously will get a generous crop. Now, let me stop right there. I'm going to illustrate this thing real quick. So God's like, look, you have, I got some seeds here, y'all. Let me put them back on my table. You got some seeds. I got plenty of seeds right here. God's like, look. I got a bucket full of seeds. And a farmer, we live in an agricultural environment, knows that, okay, the more seeds I plant, the more crop I get. See, people who do not have this generous part in their life, they sow like this. Oops. I'll just put one here. I'll put maybe one right there. And um, I'll just I'll just have one person that I talk to. I'll have a little time for God. I'll have a little time for this. And I'll, I don't want to get hurt. 
I don't want to be taken advantage of. I don't want that, you know, I'll just keep these in the bucket. Then harvest time comes, and you only got four plants. And you're like, God, I need you to help me. I need you to give me plants from their garden. Bless me, help me. God's like, cool. Next time the harvest comes around, I need you to be more generous. Let me finish the, the text. Remember that a farmer who plants only a few seeds will only get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a big crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have what you need and plenty left over to share with others. Did you hear what the Bible said there? When you, when you, when you accept what God has for you, you will always have what you need. Let's keep it on that verse. So here's what it really looks like. So a, a farmer who's generous, they got swag with it. Right? You're like, yep, I'm going to plant a little bit right here. Plant a little bit over there. Oh, I got more? Bet. I'm going to just plant it all up in here. Oh, oh you know what? I, I still got more. I'm good. What y'all need? Y'all need? I'm good. I'm, look, I'm about to make these seeds rain up in here. Look, raining on me. Raining on me. I still, raining. Planting. I'm balling. Then when somebody says, I need some help, you're like, oh, you need some help? Take a pick. What you need? You can have all of these plants. I still, you know what? I mean, I still got more. I'm going to sow a seed of faith. I'm going to sow a seed of righteousness. I'm going to give someone a hug. I'm going to open the door for somebody. I'm going to pray for someone. I'm going to pray for the person's coffee behind me. I'm going to fast a little bit. I'm going to refuse what belongs to me, and I'm going to be generous. You will always have what you need. I got one more illustration, though. Now, I might need, I need something for this. Can I borrow your mics, Dan? Thank you. Let me give you one more illustration. Then I'm going to close this up. Because, see, being generous is about being ready to give. And you, can, you cannot give what you don't have. You can't give to your parents or your kids a life of, of freedom if you never had that as a parent. Some of your parents couldn't give you something that you needed from them because they didn't have it. They never saw it. Here's the other illustration I got for you. This is what people who aren't generous look like. They got little hands. Check out my hands right here. Real talk. I, I needed to tuck this in my shirt. Little hands. That's what they look like in worship. But happy Sabbath. Bless me. Lord Jesus, I need your help. Jesus, bless me. Jesus like, why don't you go in the bucket and get, get some, get what you need. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Wait, you guys like, that's all you got? Is he little hands? Oh, come back. Okay, I'm coming back. <laughs> that's all you can hold. That's all I can hold. 
Anybody want to serve at the church? Me. God bless me with more. I can't. You're not ready. God put me in the game. I want to be the starting receiver. You can't even hope. You can't catch the ball. You can't catch the blessings I'm trying to send you. Your hands is too small. If I was God, I'd be like, get them little hands out of here. I don't want to see them little hands anywhere. Don't you, don't you know God is like, get, get some big old hands. Dr. Ty, come back up here. This brother got big hands. Look at this brother's hands. If I was a quarterback, am I going to pass to this person? Put the, look at them hands out. Look at these hands. This brother, he will knock you out. Moni, that brother will knock you completely out. Big hands. High five. Thanks. Look. The more you're like God, the more generous you can become. And about it's about forgiveness. It's about redemption. See, I've learned when I realized how much God forgave me from. You think I got time to hold a grudge with somebody? Like, that's just extra forgiveness flowing to them. Like, look, whatever you thought I was holding on to, listen, I forgive you. And I can forgive you because my debt has been erased. I can forgive you because I don't owe God or owe anybody anything. I'm debt free. And the more free I am, the more I can give. Some of you, listen, God is trying to bless you, but you got little hands. And I love God because he'll still bless you. But this you can't get the kind of blessing you need to fix your marriage with these hands. You can't get the kind of blessing you need to raise those bad kids. They're not bad. With these little hands. So God is saying, if you just let me in, if you just let me teach you your world. Can you put that text back up, Proverbs? Your world's going to get big. You might think right now, there's certain things I can't do because I can't afford it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that your money will change overnight. But I will tell you that your world will get bigger. And you'll learn how to say, not now, but maybe later. I'll hang on to this 1982 blue pickup truck, right, with ball tires. Well, not ball tires. That's not good. But... You know, the window don't work and the heat don't work. I'll hang on to that just long enough to make sure that later I can bless somebody else. Some of the decisions we made, whether they were financial, relational, they were bad decisions. We made some decisions with little hands. I'll just settle for this. I'll just settle for them. I'll just take whatever God gives. And God's like, are you kidding me? If I gave you my only begotten son in the world to to die for your sins, are you telling me I can't do anything else? Everything else is small change. God sending his son to die for us was the biggest payment heaven ever made. Everything else is small. God said, I will pour out my only son on this world, and I still got more for you. I wonder if anybody in here knows that a a generous person can change the world. A generous person can change the community. A generous person can change the life of an individual. 
It's got to let God to do it. So here's the thing. As I close this up, are you ready to give? The answer is you might not be, but you got to get started. Got to start somewhere. And maybe you should start with just saying to yourself, you know what? Maybe what I see for myself is not the same of what God sees for me. Maybe God sees something bigger for me. Maybe God sees something better for me. And maybe if I was just to open my eyes and say, God, teach me. Fill me with your spirit. Show me how to be generous. And let me pour out my life unto you as an offering. And I guarantee you, you won't feel like you're missing anything. In fact, it'll help you make some good decisions to remove some things and remove people from your life that you are sowing into and you're never going to get a return from. So I want to pray for someone today that maybe you just need to get started with God. Maybe you need to start over with God. Can I just tell you that God is so generous. He's so full of love. He's so full of compassion that he will pour out everything you need. So I want to ask those in the building to bow your heads, close your eyes. There might be somebody here today who just needs to have a little moment with God to say, God, you know what? I need to feel you. I need to be filled with your grace and your power. Some of you are making a huge decision. You got moves that you're making in your life, big things that are coming up. And God's like, I don't want you to bring that same mess from there to here. Some of you are making some huge transitions. Some of you are getting rid of some things out of your life. And God's saying, what I need you to do is have the right things in your hands. Get those little hands out of here. And open up your heart and receive everything that I have. So I want to ask you, if there's somebody here today that's just saying, God, I need, I need you to fill my life. I need you to be with me. I need you to restore my soul. Bring me back to life. Cause me to have the joy that I need to be with my family, my friends, and change the community. God's doing something in you. I see your hand. God bless you. Go ahead and raise your hand. I see you. I see you. Oh, God bless you. Wow, this is amazing. God bless you. I see. I want to pray for you today. Father, I pray for these individuals whose hands were raised. And I know how generous you are. I know you will not withhold any good thing from them. And so I pray today that you will restart their heart. Give them the heart that you want them to have by accepting Jesus as Savior in their life. And I pray today that they will leave this place feeling different, that their world would get bigger, and that they would see that you have so much for them to give to the world if they would just receive it. And so I pray today for a powerful blessing. I pray today for renewal, for strength, for joy, for even wealth to come back. I I speak against the enemy who wants to see to kill and destroy and tear down our lives. But Lord, we will walk in the flow. We will leave in abundance and we will live a life that is worthy of our calling. We love you. We honor you in mighty name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. Come on church. Let's celebrate lives who are changed, lives who are made new. God bless you. Hasn't this series been life 